0: Wasn't it Gandalf that said, Darkness took me, and I strayed out of thought and time. Stars wheeled overhead, and every day was as long as the life age of the earth. But it was not the end. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. I drop my tool belt, pick up my saw, and tidy up the scattered remains of another day's work. Splintered off cuts of spruce, deformed and discarded steel nails, a broken drill bit. I look at my watch, 3.30 p.m. I look to the horizon, blushing orange. I look to my puppy, Scoter, fluffy ears slightly aback, chin high and off to one side, and eyes burning a hole straight through me. Night is falling already. The totality of the day's sunlight absorbed in the rhythmic thumping of hammers, gnawing of saws, and clattering of kiln-dried lumber somewhat asynchronous to the melancholy cello lamenting through the speaker on the porch. The world slips ever closer to the solstice, ever darker, ever quieter. Will there be time to walk Skoder before dark? She seems doubtful. Until you find yourself simultaneously straddling all the time zones on one of the poles, Surely there is someone farther north than you that can claim longer nights and shorter days this time of year. So sure, folks up in Caribou technically have less sunlight than me down east, but then again, Caribou's got little bragging right when compared to Fairbanks, Alaska. But regardless of where you are from, the difference feels severe between the summer solstice when our fair planet is tipped towards the sun like a gentleman bowing to a dignitary, and the winter solstice when our planet seems to be leaning away from the light like a vampire at dawn. Our planet doesn't exactly tip towards or away from the Sun at that rather predictable 23.5 degrees, but rather the relative position of that tilt to the Sun changes as the season cranks along. In other words, our planet is always tilted in the same direction, but as we whirl around the Sun on our annual track, the apparent direction of our tilt in relation to the Sun changes. But related to other cosmic bodies, it stays the same. From a celestial perspective, this nuance might matter, but down here for the average earthling, the reality is just that we experience more sun in the summer and less in the winter. The duration of daylight isn't the only thing that changes as we slip ponderously towards the darkest day of the year. The quality and intensity of the light also changes. During the summer solstice at noon, the sun is almost directly overhead, so the sun's rays are landing directly on top of us. This means two things. The amount of light we receive is focused over a smaller area, and the light is taking the shortest path through our atmosphere, minimizing any absorption or scattering it can cause. On the other side of the calendar year, during the winter solstice, due to our apparent tilt away from the sun, the sun's rays are effectively being stretched over a greater area, reducing the intensity of the light. The light is also being filtered through much more atmosphere, further reducing the amount of light we are experiencing in the north. This change in light accounts for why many tropical houseplants struggle this time of year, even when our homes are kept at balmy tropical temperatures. Evolution has driven adaptations in them that make them expect roughly equal day and night, and for that sunlight to be fairly direct. Conversely, many of our northern plants need the reduced sunlight, or photoperiod as scientists call it, to trigger a much-needed winter dormancy. Without this dormancy, many of our plant species would decline and ultimately perish. To help prevent languishing in this darker season like that orchid that might be sitting on your windowsill, I try to make a concerted effort to get outside and enjoy the darker season in the best way I can. I have even been known to don a headlamp, grab my ice skates, and go for a dark skate across the frozen lakes and ponds of Downeast, Maine. So you too can get outside despite the dark, just be sure to let someone know where you're headed, and be prepared for the dark and cold. Bring a few lights, extra warm clothing, and some high-caloric snacks. I often find this time of year to be the epitome of serenity in the woods. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.